0: Welcome to No Comparison with your hosts, John and Sarah, a show where we pit two completely different things against each other, and our guest judge chooses a winner.
1: Hey, John, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, Sarah. How's it going with you?
1: Oh, Living the dream over here, enjoying the view from this beautiful window, enjoying the weather. I'm, uh, I'm excited because I hear that we might have some listener mail. Is that true?
0: We did. We got some of our first listener mail at our email, which is no comparison podcast at gmail.com. And I'd love to uh, kind of open the mailbag, as they say, and yeah.
1: share
0: a couple of these messages that they're, you know, we it, it's open for listener questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so I'd like to kind of share some of the questions. We can try to field them right here if you want. Yeah, I
1: think that's a great idea. All
0: right. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Okay let's see first question is dear no comparison crew that's cool we're a crew thanks for reading my email just wanted to say the show is great i really like john's take on things good luck with the show well that was nice not really yeah i guess a question just a compliment that's cool i like that's
1: yeah okay okay that's cool thanks uh
0: next one says dear no comparison if the concept of John himself was one of the topics on the show, he would always win, even if he was Sarah's topic. No way she could screw that up. That's not even a question, Sarah. I'm sorry. Hey, wait, shouldn't.
1: Well, wait a second. That was a little bit aggressive.
0: No, I, mean, I just. That from? Sorry. That was another non-question. Let me find. Let me get to the next one. But, I
1: mean, do we have any real questions? Because.
0: The next one. The next one. Let's see what this says. Okay. Uh, oh, it just, it's just titled Love It. So we got to read this one.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good.
0: Okay. John is a quadruple threat. He's smart, hilarious, kind, and humble. Hmm. No question here. Just wanted to say that John is the best.
1: Okay. John, this, this is getting ridiculous. Are, are just, there any actual questions? So or many, all compliments. So,
0: let me, I'm scrolling. Uh, there's a lot like that.
1: I feel like you set up a spam filter where if it was nice with my name, just went straight to trash.
0: No, no, there's no spam filtering. I'm just, okay. Scrolling through. Okay. Here's one. Here's one. This is a question and it's not about me. So I hope that hope that's okay with you. Does that yeah. sound good?
1: Yeah, I'll believe it when I hear it.
0: Okay. NCP. Ooh, that's a new Ooh. one.
1: Ooh, oh, NCP.
0: NCP. Why is Sarah so mean to John? Question mark. It seems like she gets mad at him just because he's always right. Love the show.
1: Is that from your mom?
0: Sarah, I can't help it. I mean, this is what's <laughs> in the mailbag. I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings.
1: This just seems biased to me. I feel like this. this can't be... This can't be right there's got to be something besides just compliments to you Uh, listeners please mail in some actual questions no comparison podcast at gmail.com
0: i don't think you're helping your case by getting mad at the audience
1: (laughs) what else is going on
0: well i got some uh, really exciting news you may remember from an early episode the mystery of the rolling stone yeah so just to refresh you and anybody else who didn't hear that one I started getting Rolling Stone magazine delivered to my house out of the blue unexpectedly. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. I hadn't subscribed to it. Anyway, that came up on the show, and I was talking to my friend Brett, who lives in Oregon, last Mm -hmm. week. And Brett said he heard it, and he claimed credit through some promotion Rolling Stone was doing where you could gift someone with another subscription if you subscribed, and he just put me on there and forgot about it. So mystery solved. I found out where the Rolling Stone's coming from. And it's the magic of the internet, you know, if not for this show, that would have been an undying mystery.
1: I feel like they're going to make a mini-series about you for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. This has got all the makings of an excellent soap opera. I love yeah, it.
0: I'm sure people would love it. They would love to know <laughs> all the twists and turns of, of the, the magazine, saga. magazine subscription.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Mystery solved. I found out. And so shout out to Brett in Oregon for... The Rolling Stone subscription, it's gracing our coffee table and it makes me look a little cooler, which is always something I could use.
1: <laughs> well, uh, speaking of cool people, we've got an excellent judge tonight that I'm really excited to introduce you to. Uh, are you ready?
0: I am ready. And what an awesome transition.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm a professional. Um, Alicia, can you hear us? I can hear you. Hello. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Alicia, uh, I don't know if you fully grasp what you've uh, agreed to here. So let me just, just recap this real quick. Your job is very important. Probably the key to this whole show is to be the judge, to listen to our topics, to judge things fairly, to not base it on who you've known longer or who's seen you through a lot of hard times in your life or who you have enough inside jokes with, but really just to base it on the topics themselves. Do you you think you're going to be able to do that tonight?
2: i think so however i have heard some amazing things about john so it might be a little tough
0: <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough yeah did you send one of those in alicia was one of those messages from you it's okay you could say it nobody's gonna know
2: i mean i will say my son is also a fan of the show so i may have let him send an email or two
0: awesome this is i'm never gonna win collusion <laughs> your son rocks
1: So, Alicia, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a
2: hospice social worker, so I kill it every day, (laughs) but not really, because that's not legal in the state of Florida. Um, So that is me, that is what I do during the day, but I'm also a foster mom, so I have two kiddos that are pretty awesome. And a husband that acts like my third kid. So it's just a grand old time every day. Old house, yes. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. You have a pet ferret, right? I do. I have two dogs and a ferret. And I think the, f- the ferret Piper is probably my favorite.
1: Of all the people or, or just the pets? Yeah. <laughs> it depends on the day. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> if you had to rank... All the people in your household, let me rephrase. If you had to rank all the mammals <laughs> that live mm-hmm. under your roof, mm-hmm. I'm just interested. I don't want to make you, you know, sort of have to give all those rankings because obviously feelings could get hurt. And we're not supposed to do that with our kids. Yada, right. yada, yada. But I just want to know, relatively speaking, where does your husband rank in comparison to the ferret? Is he, <laughs> that's all I want to know is a relative waiting there.
2: He's definitely below the ferret. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can empathize. This is probably the same thing my wife would say comparing me to any of the mammals in or outside of our house. <laughs> so I
1: love it. Yeah, I can identify <laughs> with that. <laughs> um Alicia's kind of famous in our circles for having the most incredible Halloween costumes. This is one of my favorite facts about her. Um she kind of she leans towards the punny. Uh one of my favorites was Hawaiian punch. Could you uh could you walk us through what that costume was like, Alicia? Of
2: course. I mean, Hawaiian, you got to start with the grass skirt, the ridiculous Hawaiian print shirt, which I have multiple to choose from in my wardrobe. You got that going on, a layer two, some flowers in the hair, but then you got to zhuzh it up with those punching gloves and a black eye, and you got yourself some Hawaiian punch.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. Mine, mine are never that clever. I'm always like, you know, cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As our listeners know, we have a podcast time machine, but Alicia, you might not be familiar with this. So let me, let me do a little rundown here for you. Uh, we were walking through the woods one day and came across this incredible piece of machinery that could take us back in time. And, uh, it was very specific. It could only take us back to when we were choosing our topics with the random topic generator. So a a very specific scientist working on this one. Uh, but let's cut to that and hear what we're getting into this week
0: let's move on to the random topic generators selections for this upcoming episode do we
1: have to i'm so nervous
0: i know i know it's this way every time with you but it's gonna be fine you're gonna do great
1: you always say it's gonna be fine and then i get some bananas topic
0: uh is bananas a topic (laughs) i don't think we've seen bananas come up before not yet (laughs) it'd be beautiful if you if you randomly got bananas now
1: oh god this is gonna happen now here we go
0: are you ready for me to click the button
1: or am i going first are you going first
0: uh what would you like i don't care you go first okay
1: okay are you ready how are you feeling
0: i feel like i always do i'm i'm equal parts nervous and excited Mm -hmm. about the topic that it doesn't matter what it is, I'm gonna use it to beat you at this game that we've created <laughs> that the world is better for. So yeah, I feel, I feel like let's see what I get and I'm gonna run with it. I'm feeling pretty good. No pressure. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna click the button. <sighs> I got boy bands.
1: That is the greatest topic of all time. That is unbeatable.
0: I'm not sure. Ugh. You know how excited I was a minute ago?
1: <laughs> well, that's what you get. That's hubris, my friend. You flew too close to the sun.
0: <laughs> I did fly too close to the pop culture sun.
1: Oh. And I got
0: enveloped in boy bands, flames, and heat.
1: You could do a lot worse. I am so jealous.
0: Well, we'll see how it goes. Are you ready to see what your fate will be?
1: Oh. Do it. Now's as good a time as any.
0: Here we go. Shipwrecks.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Every time every time. Every time we get this hyper weird matchup. Yeah. This time's no different. Boy bands versus shipwrecks.
1: I mean, they're both disasters of a sort.
0: Very good. Save that one for the episode, though. That's some <laughs> common ground. Okay. Well, Sarah, good luck to you.
1: And you as well, sir. I think we're both going to need it on this one.
0: Yeah. You want to do swapsies? Should we swap?
1: Uh, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> well, that's not allowed. Under the, the, the show bylaws. Yeah. So. Corporate
1: doesn't like that kind of thing, John. You know that.
0: Nope. We don't want to have another meeting uh, about it with corporate. So, no. all right. Well, I'll see you on the episode.
1: Yeah. man boy bands and shipwrecks how are you feeling john
0: i've i've come around on this topic so much have you yeah oh i'm fired up about it i've been i've been singing well i won't say what songs but boy band hits this week around the house you really that's not a joke i've been doing that and uh my family's been raising their eyebrows and carrying on because they kind of know the deal (laughs) with me, which is that I'm a complete weirdo.
1: That's so funny because I've been wrecking ships in our yard. So that's like the exact same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly the same thing.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, tonight's topics, we've got boy bands, we've got shipwrecks. We're going to have three different games. Tonight's games are life without it, where we uh, explain life without it. We've got two truths and a lie, and we will be ending the show with that's poetic a game where we uh, create a piece of art surrounding our project. That art could be any number of things. And I I don't want to give away the farm, but I think we've got some cool stuff coming down the pike for that. So Alicia, do you have any questions before we get started?
2: I am so excited about this. I think (laughs) these two topics are going to be phenomenal to hear about tonight. And I'm just ready to hear you guys take it away.
1: Well, awesome. Then I think you're ready to be sworn in. Is kind of what I'm hearing. Can you raise your right hand, please? Very seriously. Repeat after me.
0: Maybe swear on the ferret. If you could grab the ferret with the other hand. That'd be great. And that would be, <laughs> th- then you could really, then we know the oath is serious. right. <laughs> okay. She's doing it.
1: She's doing it. <laughs> oh my God. I love it.
0: I'm sorry. I suggested that. It's actually happening.
1: It's happening. Things are happening now.
0: <laughs> this is an all timer.
1: All right. Ferret is in hand. Can we
2: screenshot this? It's incredible.
1: all right i alicia i alicia and piper and piper the ferris swear to judge today's topics fairly
2: swear to judge today's topics fairly in the fine tradition in the fine tradition
1: of judges
2: wapner mathis and judy of judges wapner
1: mathis and judy Congratulations. There's nothing more to say. She's in.
0: Congrats to both of you. I think the ferret is sworn in as well.
1: I think when you're a ferret, that's a Supreme Court swear in right there.
0: (laughs) Part of the Animal Kingdom Supreme Court.
1: That's right. Oh, man, I'd watch that. You think TLC is working on that? They are now. All right, well, we are going to start with overviews. Each person has three minutes to discuss their topics, give some basic facts, kind of set the scene before we get into the games. And John, I'm just not sure if your topic's very strong, so I'm going to let you go first tonight. How's that sound?
0: That sounds great. I'm glad you are, because I'm just, I'm super fired up about it. So I'm ready whenever you are to start the three-minute timer.
1: Starting the timer. Go ahead.
0: Okay, big boy band fan here. So let me start off with that. And I'm also going to start with a definition of what a boy band is. It's a group of three to eight young males who all typically sing, but not necessarily play instruments and are considered a pop group. They're aimed at a teenage audience and they have an image that's been really carefully marketed and promoted. Uh, Some of the earliest examples of boy bands would be groups like the Jackson 5, the Osmonds, the Bay City Rollers. Uh, which are from Scotland, Menudo, which is straight out of Puerto Rico uh, in the 70s and 80s. But the term boy band itself was first used in 1985, according to Merriam-Webster. And after that period is when the boy band really came into its own. You're probably familiar with the giant successes of the 80s and 90s groups like New Kids on the Block, Boys to Men, Backstreet Boys, In Sync, One Direction, and maybe even the current success of the Korean group BTS. It's easy to get swept up, believe me, in the emotion and the energy of boy bands. I mean, I know I do. But most people don't know there's a science to it with equations and laboratories and research and calculators, which is maybe why I love them so much. Boy bands formulas, if you will, are centered around the members of the bands and their roles. There's always the heartthrob one. Uh, He usually goes solo later. So sort of (laughs) think Justin Timberlake. There's the funny one. He's playing pranks. There's the bad boy. Dollars to donuts. He's going to have tattoos. Maybe a goatee. There's the shy one, also known as the sensitive one. Older brother one who keeps everybody else in line. And then there's usually the one who can juggle and has a seafood allergy. Anyway... They've all got their roles in some form or fashion. Of course, the formula also includes that there's singing and choreographed dancing and sometimes talking slash rapping. Not necessarily, but usually some combination of all three. So in short, boy bands aren't just a thing. They're a phenomenon. They're built by science, launched by the music industry and loved by the people.
1: Wow, with 30 seconds to spare.
0: Let me add to that they are loved by the people or at least the 12 to 17 year old people and me
1: i just the idea of of 12 to 17 year old john worshiping boy bands is it's going to really carry me through some dark times but what matters is what the judge thinks um alicia initial impressions on boy bands
2: well having been a 12 to 17 year old female at one point in my life i did definitely groove to some boy band numbers Mm -hmm. and have my favorites yep Couple phases. I liked the funny ones usually in the boy band. I can see how there's kind of, you know, a science to it. You got to, you know, manipulate those young ladies and make sure there's someone for everyone. So, you know what? I do love boy bands. So, John, I mean, game over, right? Automatically, I could have a hands up here.
0: Let's just mm-hmm. the end of the show right there, right? I mean, what are we doing?
1: Oh, we'll see. We'll see.
0: All right. Thank you for the kind words, Alicia. I couldn't agree more. Let's um, hear what Sarah's got to say about shipwrecks, which sounds uh, like it's going to be great. So-
1: Let's go for it. I'm ready.
0: I'm going to hit the three minute timer if you're ready to tell us about, about this noise.
1: I'm ready. Uh, we've been talking about uh, one type of disaster, so let's talk about another, and that would be shipwrecks. So shipwrecks are the wreckage of a ship, either on land or underwater shipwrecking may be caused intentionally like with war games or to create a reef, or it could be unintentional, like an accident. There's an estimated 3 million shipwrecks worldwide, which is really kind of cool to think about. And historic wrecks can provide valuable information to maritime archeologists. I'd like to just repeat that a maritime archaeologist. That's got to be the coolest job I've ever heard of in my life. And it's real. I think I'm changing careers, but I don't want to get off track because shipwrecks are what we're focusing on today. They're interesting to divers. They can create coral reefs. The uses for them are really endless. Artificial reefs made from shipwrecks promote marine life. They control erosion. They improve surfing. They block trawling nets. Uh, so they're, they're really very impressive and very useful. So let's talk about the actual wrecks themselves. What causes a shipwreck? Well, it can be a lot of things. It can be bad design. It can be mishandled cargo, you know, something exploding, creating creating a, a hole in the boat, something like that. It can be bad navigation. It can be simple human error, collisions, bad weather, a fire, even intentional strategic sinking. So lots of different ways to uh, to sink a ship, to cause a shipwreck. Freshwater wrecks are better preserved than saltwater wrecks due to temperature, corrosion, animals, that kind of thing. In fact, there are some freshwater wrecks that are centuries old that are almost perfectly intact, which is really pretty cool. Uh, But I would definitely say one of the highlights of shipwrecks is that sometimes treasure is found in shipwrecks. Um, There are many specific salvage laws on the books, like the Abandoned Shipwrecks Act, which says that treasure belongs to the state of the waters that it lies in. Um, And there can be literally billions of dollars in gold coins and cargo in these shipwrecks, which is just really freaking cool. And then finally, I just kind of want to point out the pop culture significance of shipwrecks. You've got Titanic. You've got Treasure Island. You've got ghost ships. You've got the Bermuda freaking triangle. honestly, drop the mic right there. It's an incredible freaking or triangle triangle. Yeah, (laughs) I'm
0: against geometry terms.
1: It's an incredible uh, source of inspiration. It's the stuff of legends. They scare us. They excite us. They inspire us. Shipwrecks. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Well, well done, Sarah. I'm surprised at how good that was. A, considering your topic. B, considering that it's you. Uh, Good job.
1: You know, I just really feel like everybody's ganging up against me these days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, there there was a lot covered there. I'm intrigued a bit now by shipwrecks, I have to admit. Alicia, what are your your thoughts?
2: Well, I must say that one of my favorite shows that I've binge watched is about people after a shipwreck called Gilligan's Island. So (laughs) I'm just saying that I do love shipwrecks. Not to mention the fact about Treasure. I mean, maybe I just need to get a boat and go find me a shipwreck particularly in fresh water, because it'll be easier to find. I also, just a side note with my hospice social worker coming out, did you know that you can even put ashes in a piece of coral that can get put into a reef or a shipwreck to help grow an artificial reef?
1: Is that true? It is true. I don't know what's more shocking, that or that you love Gilligan's Island, but I feel like we're on a good good track here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh that's I got yeah. I got to tell you Alicia that's appealing to me. I think my final resting place cool. if it could be in coral, which I think we're wiping out worldwide. So if I can help with the coral somehow, I like that. If I can be mm-hmm. really far away from my family by being at the bottom of the ocean, ultimately that's appealing to me and I'm sure they would feel the same way. <laughs>
1: All right, well, we've gotten the judge's initial reactions. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, I'm feeling pretty cocky, but I think it's time to go to a commercial break before things get out of hand.
0: You know, when you need something from across the house or even from across the room, you have to get up, walk over to it, get it and bring it back. Well, thanks to home hand delivery, that hassle is a thing of the past. HomeHand is the first service to deliver things that are already in your home. Want a glass of water, the remote, or even that paper you left by the front door? With just two taps on the HomeHand app, a friendly HomeHand associate will bring it to you in moments, using patented in-home GPS technology. You can even track your delivery's progress as it travels across your house or apartment. And coming soon, HomeHand is launching Homeholler, the audio assistant that talks to your voice-controlled devices like Alexa for you. Download HomeHand today to truly make your home life as convenient and effort-free as the rest of your life.
1: All right, and we're back. We are going to start with our first game tonight, our first event, which is called Life Without It. Now, Your Honor, it's very similar to what it sounds like. We're going to describe what life would be without our topics as a part of them. Are you ready for this? I am ready. All right, John, you want to kick us off?
0: I'd love to. I'd love to describe what the world would be like if we didn't have boy bands. The music industry impact is tremendous. They have something like combined album sales of 700 to 800 million albums. Back when we tracked album sales. Even now, groups like Backstreet Boys and One Direction and some of the newer groups are still hitting something like tens of millions of plays on streaming services every month. No joke. So giant impact on the music industry. If that went away, it's an entirely different looking business. Secondly, they have a, I think, underappreciated impact on home decor uh, without Let's just say the Backstreet Boys, the walls of every teenage girl's room since 1986 would be blank, just nothing. Um, you know, I'd say that posters of NSYNC, 98 Degrees, and the Jonas Brothers are probably covering hundreds of square miles of drywall throughout the world. I mean, talk about turning an industry uh, upside down. We'd have to change the um, supply chain for paint. We'd have to come up with more framed artwork, maybe put more windows and houses. I don't know. But that would be a giant, a giant gap. And then something near and dear to my heart would be if boy bands didn't exist anymore, the loss that it would represent to the, um, to fashion. And specifically, how would groups of guys, groups of chums, your posse, know what to wear when you're out in the town together? You know, without Boy bands. We wouldn't know how to put on matching beige tuxedos, or maybe absurdly baggy or absurdly tight pants uh, with or without suspenders. They made hanging with your crew in coordinated coveralls really cool. And finally, I know that without them, I could no longer reach out to my dudes uh, with a text message that just said MSH, and they would know that it means we're rolling that night in metallic silver hoodies. Likewise, MSH plus PSJ means metallic silver hoodies with primary color skinny jeans. And then we know what we're doing, right? So if boy bands went away, all that's out the window. We're lost. We're confused. No more coordination of outfits among me and my dudes. And then I guess last, I guess maybe no Justin Timberlake without him. And that speaks for itself. That's the world without boy bands.
1: I didn't realize how sad you and all your friends were till right this moment. So I, I almost feel like I should just relinquish this one to you right now, but no, nah, I want to keep competing your honor. What did you think of that?
2: Well, I mean, I never had a single boy band poster in my room growing up. I was more of a Jonathan Taylor Thomas fan personally. So he <laughs> postered on my wall. But, um, I'm 100% okay with the world, not having primary color, skinny jeans. Ooh. So I'd be against this one a little bit. However, Justin Timberlake, right. Very important to
1: this world. Right. No one can deny that. I mean, I can't even deny that. I'm on the other side.
0: <laughs> a little aside there. True story. A couple years ago, my kids were into making stuff out of duct tape. And one of my uh, birthdays or Father's Day, I forget which, uh, my son had made me a wallet out of duct tape. You know, he worked really hard on it. It was orange duct tape with like a yellow trim. It's really cool. And on the front of it, he'd made the initials JT, which I'm like, cool, we put my initials on there, because those are my initials. I opened it up and (laughs) taped in there is a picture of Justin Timberlake.
2: (laughs) That's that's a true
0: story, so yeah. (laughs) Maybe if if we didn't have boy bands, I wouldn't have had my heart broken when I opened up my Father's Day gift.
1: <laughs> Don't worry. There's a song about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Believe me.
0: So I guess that cuts the other way. But tell us, Sarah, about life without shipwrecks.
1: Well, you know, I hesitate to even do that because life without shipwrecks is a dark and tragic place. But if you insist, I'm going to start with the obvious. Life without shipwrecks would mean life without the James Cameron classic Titanic movie. No shipwrecks. No movie Titanic. No Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: So upgrades all around.
1: <laughs> I think this is very important, and you're heartless if you don't agree. If we didn't have the movie Titanic, we also wouldn't have one of the best-selling singles of all time, "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion, which has sold 18 oh. million copies and is considered her signature song. Yeah. Mm. It launched a thousand ships. It has been danced at at a million weddings. It is truly part of the american culture not to mention titanic brought in 2.195 billion with a b dollars so i'm just thinking about economic development and jobs here okay i'm just thinking about the american people i don't think it does us any good not to have titanic all right moving on no shipwrecks no shipwreck island water park in panama city beach now shipwreck island water park is a stalwart attraction for groups of youths everywhere we're talking about school trips we're talking about church groups, we're talking about scout troops. They're all going to Shipwreck Island. No shipwrecks, no Shipwreck Island, my friend. You are denying people the uh, blossom of young love. You're denying them the opportunity to see their high school crush in a tankini. And I'm just not the kind of person, I don't like to crush people like that. It's just not who I am. (laughs) Life without shipwrecks would mean no Robinson Crusoe. The shipwreck is vital to that storyline. And I don't know if you know this, you probably do because you both seem like well-read people, especially our judge. Many consider Robinson Crusoe the birth of realistic fiction. So if you'd like to kill an entire genre of writing, I suppose that's fine and that's up to you, but I I don't want that that burden on my shoulders. Finally, and this is a, a real doozy, no shipwrecks, I mean, no shipwreck bars for tourists to enjoy. So that's hurting local economies. That's hurting bartenders. That's hurting my heart because I want to go drink a Mai Tai out of a shipwreck on the beach. And I feel like that's my right. So I'm sorry that we had to do it, but that's life without it.
0: Wow, Sarah, you, you never fail to um, use the worst rationale to defend your topics <laughs> and the most manufactured cockamamie. I mean, that, that movie Titanic launched a thousand ships. It did. It, they were all sailing away from the movie theater because they couldn't stand. And it doesn't matter. You've done it again. I was a little interested in shipwrecks. Now it's the other way for me. Now I'm I'm all shipwrecked out, especially when I hear about, you know, I, I think spring break hinging on uh, shipwrecks somehow.
1: Vacation's the world over, John. Vacation's the world <laughs> okay. over.
0: Okay. Uh, Alicia, your your take on all that?
1: Now... Sarah
2: spoke to my heart on this one because Shipwreck Island water park meant so much to me as a child (laughs) I have so many fond and also horrific memories there (laughs) this is the only kind of memories to have at a water
1: park fond and horrific (laughs) yeah it was like
2: freedom from my parents but then I also saw my crush making out with my sister so you know (laughs) brutal (laughs) good and bad things happened there all the time Titanic, John, I don't care what you say. It is a classic. I know that my crush, that was the first time he saw breasts. And we watched that movie every time I went to his house just. So moves. <laughs> I mean, there are lots of lots of young men who Can I just
0: say that's the worst boyfriend move I've ever heard.
2: I'm really
1: glad that didn't work out.
0: <laughs> Here's what I like. Here's what I like in your guys' arsenal. Okay, first you somehow gleaned the knowledge from him that that was the first time for him, right? He shared that with you. <laughs> mistake number one. Mistake number two is knowing you know oh, that, mistake. then having that on every time you come over.
1: <laughs> oh, brutal. Brutal. Young men have a lot to learn.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I'm sorry that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Alicia's boyfriend story is now the highlight of the show for me.
1: I have to say, that's going to like. <laughs>
0: That guy is now one of my favorites.
1: That man is now the president of the United States. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for bailing Sarah's uh, portion of the show out with something that distracted us from the terror of her life without it. Sarah, what's what's next in the lineup?
1: I think it's time that we move on to Two Truths and a Lie. Um, Alicia, I don't know if you're familiar with this game. It's very simple. What's gonna happen is we're both gonna present three items of information as if they are facts. Two of them are true, one is a lie. It is your job to determine which item is the lie. You will of course have help from whichever judge is not presenting. So you can kind of phone a friend and confer and that sort of a thing if you would like to. Do you feel ready? Any questions?
2: I'm ready. Let's go. John, uh, do you want to go first on this?
0: I do. I do want to go first. So my two truths and a lie are: I'm going to describe for you three boy bands. Two of them are real boy bands. One of them is not. So I'm going to give you a little bio of each band, and then it's up to you to pick out the one that's fake. You ready to go?
1: I
2: like it. I'm ready. Let, I feel like this is like trivia night. I'm excited. Let's test my memory from my childhood. Yeah.
0: No googling. No googling. All right. The first band is Hot and Cold. That's their name. There's uh, all one word H O T N C O L D. They're a 90s group, uh, American. Four guys in the group. Members included Trey Sizzle and Ed Ice Burns. Their songs included tracks such as On Your Six. and artificial flavor they were known for theming their wardrobe and staging when they were performing live around a quote hot slash loving side and a cold slash sexy side that was kind of their shtick they were marketed really heavily in the united states for a little while but they really caught on and became popular in germany and Finland. finland one of the investors in the band was Corbin Burnson? If that name rings a bell, he was a former TV star of the 80s drama LA Law. And it was a time in uh, America where there was investments being made in boy bands for good reason. All right, that's band number one, Hot and Cold.
1: It sounds, it sounds like the Heat Miser, you know, those old cartoons. <laughs> like That's what I'm imagining with this band. All right, <laughs> go on.
0: <laughs> with Trey Sizzle and Ed Ice Burns. Uh, all right, the next band is called Five. And five is spelled with the number five followed by I-V-E. They're British, unsurprisingly, consisting of five dudes, including a guy who went by the name Abs, with a Z, Love. Abs Love was in that band. They continued on even when they went down to four members in 2013. They did not change their name to four with the number four, O-R, They kept it at five and then they went to three members in 2014 and again, stayed with five as their name. They were one of these bands that was formed by auditions. Again, they were in a British band. So when that happened in 97, uh, one of the people that auditioned to be in five, but did not make it was Russell Brand. Hmm. So what could have been? Interesting. All right. That's five. That's band number two. Band number three is the Moffats. And the best way to describe the Moffats is they're like the Canadian version of Hanson or the Jonas Brothers. As I mentioned earlier, Canadian. Four brothers made up this band, including a set of triplets. Their songs had kind of a violent sort of implication, from my perspective at least, they included Guns of Love Bang Bang Boom and Kill the Seagulls aka oh. Submodalities. Oh, dear. The Moffats went double platinum in Canada and industry rumors were that they sold millions of albums on the black market in Asia. So that's the Moffats, band number three. We've got Hot and Cold the American Guys we've got five with the number five in the name from britain and then we have the canadian the moffats which was again sort of a jonas brothers canadian style so
1: but with guns
0: yeah with (laughs) gun related songs (laughs) so there you go
1: all right well um alicia you got any initial reactions here well i feel like if it was an
2: American band, I should have heard of it. Mm-hmm. If they were like a legit boy band. Yeah. And I have not heard of this hot and cold. So I'm inclined to say that that one may not be a real band.
1: I'm kind of wondering, like, why would the Moffats need to sell their records on the black market in Asia? Why couldn't they just sell their records? Like, that seems like kind of too much you know what i mean like maybe it's trying to like mislead in some weird way i don't know though i don't know it's just kind of a unless it was the
2: the subject matter of the songs true and bang bang and guns and
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's fair. Kill the seagulls
0: that was another one Kill
1: the seagulls which is just horrifying what'd you think of the uh the russell brand tidbit on uh five what'd you think about that
2: you know what i feel like that was very specific so i feel like five is definitely a band a boy band
1: I could see him being in a boy band.
2: Yeah, and I can imagine Russell Brand not making it because he's he's his own character. He's not a boy bander. He's not a good team player, mm-hmm. I don't think. I think he just needs to stand out and do his own thing. He would have never made it. So I think that that is an accurate fact. So I think that band is legit. So you're
1: leaning towards a uh, Hot and Cold? Is that going to be your final answer today? I think it might have to be. Well, John, are you going to... Clue
0: us in. Yeah. First, I'm going to tell you about one of the real bands uh, to string this out as long as I can, because I love talking about some boy bands. <laughs> so five is real. So good job on five.
1: Nice. Um, go. I
0: can offer you a couple other tidbits on five. They were offered the song. Bye, bye, bye. By NSYNC.
1: No way.
0: That was written and offered to them and they turned it down. Wow. Instead, they did perform the song titled Slam Dunk. Defunct. funk oh no yep so choices you know what i'm saying <laughs> also real were the moffats
1: <laughs> way to go alicia yep. just just to <laughs> nice. clear on the
0: moffats a little bit i love the canadian hansen band i think that's hilarious it is a real thing including that bang bang boom kill the seagulls thing that's all real uh <laughs> they not only were selling albums on the black market in asia but they have the record for biggest selling band of all time in the Philippines.
2: What? what?
0: But you're right. Hot and cold, not real. Hot and cold is actually an espresso machine repair sales and leasing company in San Jose, California, but not, not a boy band as far as I can tell. Nice. Good job.
1: But there's room there for them to become real. So if you ever want to shift into management, John, I feel like you've got an avenue. Yeah.
0: If there's some promoter out there that was just scribbling down notes as I talked about Trey Sizzle and the song entitled Artificial Flavor, then you're welcome. There's the whole recipe ready to go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, great job, Alicia, sniffing out the truth. I mean, you made that uh, look pretty easy. So well done. Very well done. You
0: nailed it right away, right away. All right. Let's hear two truths and a lie from you, Sarah.
1: All right. My first fact, the world's most valuable shipwreck was discovered in 1985 off the Florida Keys. The cargo's estimated value was approximately $400 million. Fact number two, the wreck of the Wilhelm Gustloff in 1945 is the deadliest shipwreck in history, killing approximately 9,000 people. And finally, fact number three, the phrase, the captain goes down with the ship is a common one in maritime usage and was coined with the sinking of the RMS Titanic as an homage to its captain, Edward Smith, who stayed with the Titanic until his death. So we've got fact number one, most valuable shipwreck, $400 million. Fact number two, the Love in 1945, deadliest shipwreck in history. And fact number three, the captain goes down with the ship is credited to the sinking of the Titanic.
2: Ooh. I will say that this one is a little difficult because you didn't give me too much additional information with these facts. They're kind of vague. Mm-hmm. So I can't get tripped up onto whether or not these are, you're just giving me false
1: information or not.
0: Just by default, Sarah's giving you false information, just generally speaking. <laughs> okay. So.
1: Well, it's not called three truths. That's
0: for sure. I mean, I, it's, a, yeah. Yes. So good approach. Just assume all of that's a lie.
2: I will say, if the first one is true and that happened off the coast of Florida, I'm amazed because that's a lot of money to be wrecked right off the coast here. So close. But you know what? I don't know if the going down with the ship was started with Titanic. I think that might have been started a longer time ago than that. So I think that might be the lie. I don't know anything about the second one. So I'm just going to Pretend I don't know what's happening there, but I think the Titanic one might be a lie because you're talking about Titanic a lot and I think you're trying to throw me off and I think that might be a lie. John, do you have any
1: inkling?
0: Mm. If I could ask you, Sarah, to repeat, what was the monetary value of the first one?
1: The cargo's estimated value was approximately $400 million. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, What threw me on the second one was I think think Sarah said 9,000 people died. In one shipwreck, I did say that that's a lot of people like, I don't know too many. There must've been like four ships involved. I mean, how do you get what ship holds 9,000 people?
2: Well, and I was thinking that too, but at the same time, some shipwrecks cause other issues. That can have lasting impacts like oil spills or things like that so it may have in turn taken out like an entire waterfront village
0: Or maybe it was like one of those pileups on in the interstate where the first ship stops and then they just keep ramming into the back of it and before you know it there's like 18 ships stacked up and um you know a kraken comes up and just pulls them all down at once i don't know
2: yeah because krakens are real yes true we're that's not debating a different that. show that's a
0: different <laughs> episode but I don't know. I mean the 9000 threw me, but I don't want to steer you wrong. You were so good earlier, Alicia. I'm going to you should trust your gut on this one. Whatever you think's wrong is probably the lie.
2: I'm going to go with the Titanic one and I don't know if that's true,
1: but that's my final answer.
0: Okay, Sarah?
1: All right. Well, I will uh I'll start with the what seems to be the most elusive fact. This is in fact true. The wreck of the Wilhelm Gustloff in 1945 was the deadliest shipwreck in history, killing approximately 9,000 people when it was torpedoed by a Soviet submarine. The Gustloff sank in the frigid waters of the Baltic Sea. So sad, but true. uh, There are definitely ships that can carry 9,000 people and they can die in a sinking. So thanks, John. That's really sad.
0: Shows what I know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Our next truth. Drum roll, please. The world's most valuable shipwreck was discovered in 1985 off the Florida Keys. Valued at approximately $400 million, the Nuestra Senora de Atocha included 24 tons of silver bullion, uh, 125 gold bars and discs, and 1,200 pounds of silverware. So in fact, you are correct, my friend. The Captain Goes Down with the Ship predates the Titanic by more than a decade, with Women and Children First also predating the Titanic, They reflect the Victorian ideals of chivalry and responsibility in the late 1800s. So they predate the RMS Titanic. Well done. Two for two.
0: I was going to say that's awesome work, Alicia. You've got a nose for those lies. I don't see how you're Sarah's friend, given that. (laughs) Nice job. I
2: feel like it's really just luck. I should go play the lottery right now.
1: (laughs) Truly, truly. That was impressive. Wow. Uh, Well, she's put us in our place, John. I believe... We uh, we owe her now, and we have to take her into the final game. That's poetic.
0: We do. Alicia, where are you at? You'd lean in one way. The other, I mean, I can't imagine you're not leaning towards boy bands. But can you give us any indication about where you're at in this thing?
2: So I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm a little bit like 50-50 mm-hmm. right now because there are certain things that I cannot live without because of shipwrecks. And the boy band facts were just phenomenal. And I'm going to have to look up Kill the Seagulls as soon as this is over. um, And listen to that song, maybe not play it for my kids. So I think I'm kind of torn right now. So, I mean, this part, y'all better be really poetic because this might determine the winner here.
1: (laughs) Well, no pressure on us here. Uh, We're going to move into That's Poetic, which is, a game uh, where we put together a piece of art inspired by our topic. That can be anything. That can be a song, a poem, really anything at all. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And we're going to see what John opens up the floor with. John, take it away.
0: Thanks, Sarah. I am ready to take it away for That's Poetic Boy Band Edition. Let me set the stage a little bit. You may be familiar with the legendary conflict of the 90s, which was the rivalry between the supergroups, Backstreet Boys and In Sync, This was something to behold. These two squads had no love lost. It was indeed Shakespearean in the level of conflict and drama taking place between those two bands. So in that spirit, my entry into That's Poetic is a dramatic work about the conflict and maybe reconciliation between the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, presented as a scene in a Shakespearean play. Love it. Sarah, I'd like your help with this. I know we don't normally do this, but because it's a scene Mm. with uh, two actors, Mm. I would feel odd to play both roles. I'd feel odd to ask Alicia to do it as our judge. She must be in the audience. So Sarah, I will ask you to participate if you would. I suppose. Thank you. Very kind of you. So let me set the stage. In this scene, we have two characters, Nsinkyo and Backstreet Knave. They are engaged in a quarrel consisting of lyrics from their songs, such as tearing up my heart, I want it that way, bye bye bye, and everybody, parentheses, Backstreet's back. Using just those lyrics, Sarah and I, the podcast players, if you will, will be reading an excerpt from the scene. Sarah, you have your choice. Would you like to play Insinkio or the role of Backstreet Nave?
1: Well, I was an Insink girl myself, so I'm going to go with Insinkio. I'm curious, though. We can certainly cut this out. Alicia, were you an Insink person or a Backstreet person?
2: My sister was in sync, so by default- So you I- were Backstreet. I was Backstreet. <laughs> I love
0: it. <laughs> the rift between the two extends down into families. Sister versus sister. <laughs> cousin versus cousin. Babysitter versus babysitter.
1: It's <laughs> a stretch, John. This is stretch.
0: <laughs> it is drama, Sarah.
1: And you have a flair for the dramatic. Shall we proceed?
0: Please, I've just provided you with the script. Nsinkyo takes it away at the beginning, expressing disdain and sorrow for their relationship with Backstreet Knave. Sarah?
1: Here we are. Tis tearing up mine own heart, at which hour I'm with thee, but at which hour we are to part, I feeleth it too.
0: For anyone that doesn't know, that was a lyric from Tearing Up My Heart by InSync. <laughs> Again, imagine I'm coming on stage as Backstreet Knave. Bid me wherefore is nothing but a heartache. sinkio your line.
1: I'm doing this tonight. Thou art gonna starteth a fight.
0: Tell me wherefore is nothing but a mistake.
1: I doth do, wa- do not want to beast a fooleth for thee. What? Did you write this?
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> if anyone out there doesn't follow what's going on in this train wreck, basically... I've translated these lyrics from their original artistic form into Shakespearean English. So Sarah was supposed to say, I doth not want to be stay fooleth for thee. Ah, Translation, I see. don't want to be a fool for you from Bye 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 by NSYNC.
1: Excuse me. Yes, excuse me.
0: I will lead you in with my line. Tell me wherefore is nothing but a mistake.
1: I doth do not want to, beast a fooleth for thee.
0: Now, this is where Backstreet Knave is desperately trying to save things in the relationship. (laughs) Throweth thine hands up in the air. waft them round like thee just careth not. (laughs) (laughs) Hold it together, Sarah. We're almost there. It's almost over. (laughs) Uh, My
1: Udahagen training is not coming through. (laughs) It is not no lie. Baby, farewell. Farewell. Farewell.
0: (laughs) Backstreet knave in a last denial that things are over doesn't want to see it end this way. Rocketh thy course right, everybody. Backstreet's backeth, all is right and seen.
2: Oh.
1: Bravo! Bravo! bravo.
2: bravo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that we've uh, ruined Shakespeare and boy bands, I'm curious what our judge thinks. <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't even know. I'm almost speechless. Um, <laughs> I am amazed. I w- was trying to imagine the choreography that would go along with these words mm-hmm. and what their costumes would be like if they would be the metallics or the skinny jeans or if they'd be in traditional Shakespearean They're not clothing. that different,
0: as I recall. There there are some, there's some heavy <laughs> overlap. True.
2: But I really appreciated the creativity here. And I think this kind of goes back to your,
1: what would life be like if we didn't have those lyrics? Wouldn't
0: have had that, that disaster that just-
1: That would never have happened. I'd like to repeat, that would never have happened.
0: <laughs> I think I just shot myself in the foot with this one.
1: <laughs> no, that was, I will say very creative, very out of the box thinking on that well, one. Well, thank I like you that. for
0: participating in being game to do that, Sarah. Um, I'm sorry that it's going on the record and that you're part of it.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's all right. Uh, I am part of a union, so I will be uh, expecting my check in the mail very shortly. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: (laughs) Well, that means it's your turn, and that's poetic. Let us have it.
1: All right, I'm going to do something a little different tonight. When I think of a shipwreck, something that comes to mind is one of my favorite things in the world, which is a pirate. So I thought, all right, a pirate can only pirate for so long you know we learned that from the princess bride the dread pirate roberts you can only do that for so long you get exhausted right you you age out so i tried to think what would a pirate do after his years in the high seas and i thought well obviously he'd become a washed up stand-up comedian Mm -hmm. in a nightclub so i'm bringing to you a pirate's very first attempt at stand-up his very first tight five are you ready or should I say, Arr.
0: <laughs> I am so ready.
1: Here we go. Arg mateys. My, I'm going to go Irish by accident. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to keep it piratey. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Captain Morgan and I'm here to entertain you with my sea shanties. Are you ready? Yeah. Yo ho, yo ho. A shipwreck riddle for thee. where do you take a sick boat? To the dock, ha ha! Yo ho, oh, yo ho, a shipwreck riddle for thee. Which type of vegetable is banned on ships? Leeks! <laughs> yo ho, yo ho, a shipwreck riddle for thee. What do you call a boat full of buddies? A friend ship. Yo ho, yo ho, a shipwreck <laughs> riddle for thee. You listened, you cringed, you laughed, you booed. Podcasting me, hearties, yo ho! You play all these odd games and don't give a hoot. Podcasting me, hearties, yeah. yo ho! Yo ho, yo ho, a shipwreck riddle for thee. Thank you. Good night.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My hero, Sarah is my hero.
1: So he's got to workshop it. You know, he didn't get laughs exactly where he wanted, but I feel like he's got. I mean, he's got (laughs) potential.
2: Oh my goodness, Sarah. So. I don't know if if Sarah knows this, I've known her for a long time, but I had a life-size Johnny Depp Captain Jack Sparrow cutout in my dorm room in college. You too? I did, and it followed me to when I moved to Tampa, and it only recently got broken and moved out of my house. (laughs) And that pirate has been with me through a lot of things. And um, I love him. (laughs) And I can see him making these ridiculous pirate dad
0: jokes. Alicia just Alicia started to tear up when she said I love him. Yes. <laughs> that I was sincere, him. sincere love. <laughs> I love me I love my Johnny Depp cutout. That was awesome.
1: Been through a lot, you're in the Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: <laughs> Alicia, what was your read on the um the pirate dad jokes? that littered that presentation.
2: I am a fan of, because I, I am so much into punny Halloween costumes, I love a good cheesy riddle and joke. I am a big fan of the dad joke. And to, I'm not gonna lie, the friendship, I
1: will use with <laughs> my kids tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, Alicia, you've got some things to think over. It will be all on you. Uh, in a few moments to decide if it's boy bands for the win or shipwrecks taking home the golden trophy today. So um, we know you got to think about that and to give you a minute to think about it, we're gonna take a break to hear from a couple of our sponsors.
1: Do you judge people who drive themselves to the airport alone? Is a part of you sad when you see a solo traveler desperately searching for their ride share? Airport Boyfriend is here to help. Airport Boyfriend will happily drop you off and pick you up from the airport while making a big show of it. Your fellow passengers will marvel when they hear Airport Boyfriend say things like, have a safe flight, honey, and I can't wait till you get back. Not to mention the jealousy they will feel when Airport Boyfriend wheels your luggage all the way to the gate and tells you to call when you arrive. Never worry about what complete strangers think of you again with Airport Boyfriend. Airport Boyfriend, he'll pick you up.
0: Thanks, Sarah. We're also brought to you today by Sanderson Microphones, makers of the best looking mics out there. Already known for their beautiful appearance and below average sound, Sanderson is now proud to launch their line of I'm live personal microphones for the person who wants to broadcast every part of their day for the world to hear this new series of mics is portable enough to have on your person at all times and unlike clip-on or earbud mics the i'm live series are mounted on a convenient face bracket so everyone can see that you've invested in the best looking personal microphone and you're ready to put on a show everywhere you go so get started today with a new i'm live mic only from sanderson microphones
1: All right, Alicia. We are back. We're gonna move right along into the final judging. Have you had enough chance to deliberate and figure out what you're gonna do?
2: I think I think I've had enough time to kind of figure things out, weigh the pros and cons, check out my list of notes. But this has been a difficult decision.
1: Well, please walk us through your process. Let's uh, let's hear it.
2: Well, I must say, to start off, I love boy bands. Yep. I really do, and I thought that it would be a slam dunk defunct nice (laughs) however sarah really took shipwrecks and spun it in a way i was not expecting and you know some of the facts that she gave me with two truths and a lie just blew my mind but i'm not gonna lie the poetic podcast players performance was something I will never be able to forget. (laughs) I don't know if that is a positive or a negative, but it is really ingrained in my brain. However, the friendship joke (laughs) that Captain Morgan shared in his stand-up will also forever be in my heart. So this this was definitely a difficult decision, and I don't know how I could live life without both of these things, to be honest with you. Sure. But I have chosen a winner.
1: Oh, John, are you ready to hear the verdict? I'm nervous.
0: Let's hear it. I'm good to go. I know in my heart. <laughs> I almost started in on some more lyrics.
1: <laughs> well, don't worry. My heart will go on. <laughs> oh, God. John, I hope your heart will go on
2: because it's time to say bye-bye-bye to the boy bands. Oh, no. Because Shipwrecks is a treasure. Yes.
1: Well done.
0: <laughs> Oof.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You absolutely made the right decision. I mean, it's it's kind of no contest really. But if you want to say some more things about how amazing no. I am, you
0: know, like Gosh. Great.
2: I will say John would have blurted out some songs and just sang. Is there still time? Is there still okay time? No, made... no.
1: Nope, nope. Jury's out.
2: Jury's what? in.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the judge and jury here. Isn't it my rules? Go ahead and sing. That's right. No. <laughs> I think you've made a wise decision. I think the world would be a much worse place without shipwrecks. And, um, you know, I could tell that you were intelligent and beautiful from the start. So I wasn't too worried about you making the wrong choice.
0: I have to accept my defeat. I did see that you were taking copious notes on a notepad through the whole show. So I respect your process. I just got to take this one on the chin, you know. I think that myself, the legions of boy band followers and enthusiasts out there, are just gonna have to live with this one but it's it's a tough pill to swallow i gotta tell you you know getting beaten by let's face it a series of accidents um
1: sometimes on purpose <laughs> yeah
0: sometimes but i have no choice but to respect your decision don't understand it i don't like it i um i hate you now but but it's fine <laughs> <laughs>
1: By the way, I thought your uh, your explanation was genius. I loved how you used his own words against him. Thank you for that.
2: <laughs> oh, it was definitely a pleasure, you two. You didn't make it easy. You, I gave you guys a point system. Nice. And John, you really only what? lost by five points.
0: Well, on a scale wow. of what? How many points could I win?
2: Well, the total point was 90. When I added them all wow. up, I had different categories. And Sarah had this. 85 points.
1: Wow. And you had 80 points solid B efforts on both of our parts.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm so impressed. A point system and it had 90 points in it. That's amazing.
1: I love it. You have been a fantastic judge. We would love to have you back. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I appreciate
2: the opportunity.
0: We'd, uh, we'd, we would love to have you back and no kidding around. I don't hate you. I just dislike (laughs) you strongly, Hmm. but I would love to do this again, uh, with you as a part of it. So thanks for spending time with us and doing this.
2: Of course, be on the lookout for some emails and I might slip you some hints of how you can win
1: me over next time, John.
0: Okay, all right. I'm game. The, the, the emailers love me.
1: <laughs> Don't give him any ammunition.
0: <laughs> Thanks again to Alicia for joining us on this episode. We also want to thank Hilberto, our friend, for our show logo. Hilberto and his team at Mundo. Provide creative direction and branding for digital products. You can visit them at Mundostudio.co. We'd also like to thank the internet for the research help and uh, look forward to catching you guys on the next episode of No Comparison.
1: Thanks for listening to No Comparison. Stay tuned for outtakes from today's episode. No Comparison is produced by John Taylor and Sarah Baggett, and our music is by Kevin McLeod. You can reach us at NoComparisonPodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook.
0: We're recording this right now. That's weird. Good. (laughs) Well, well, coming off of a riveting conversation between Sarah and I about Zoolander versus Dumb and Dumber. Mm
1: -hmm. Zoolander is the superior movie. I don't think that has to
0: be said, right? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I, okay. I agree. Everybody can send their hate email to Sarah's <laughs> personal account. Please don't send it to the show address. <laughs> All you uh, dumb and dumber acolytes don't, don't come at us. You were good. So you were, it's, it's going to sound great. Yeah. But you were, yeah. Somewhere You're in between excited. the two spots. So my
1: voice just carried more. That was there good. we go. No, oh, I, it's good. I love it. And we're going to edit all this out like you know there's
0: probably. natural parts
1: probably maybe not <laughs> Whatever.
0: depends how busy i am this week
1: <laughs> this is just going up as is <laughs> i don't usually drive this thing so <laughs> here we go you're
0: okay. doing great I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to the uh the door handle gripping it
1: <laughs> right haven't kicked you out of the car yet <laughs>
0: White knuckling it i can always remember that i don't know if you guys had memories like this but when i was a kid learning to drive I don't know what was worse, riding with my dad, who constantly was correcting me, had stuff to say, or driving with my mom on the passenger seat, who was completely silent. But I, the, it was the definition of white knuckles. Was like she was gripping anything that she could hold on to so hard that it just looked like she was going to break the plastic off in her hand. You know, <laughs> so that's me right now. I'm white knuckling it as Sarah is loosey goosey with the steering wheel. <laughs>
1: That was good. Alicia, you feeling good? Yeah, this is fun. Good, good, good. Do you really like Gilligan's Island? I do.
0: I love that about you. Who doesn't love Gilligan's Island? It was well, past. I like it
1: too, but I don't know if I would consider it. They,
2: <laughs> they had a reality show called The Real Gilligan's Island, where they did like competitions where they climbed palm trees to catch coconuts and things. That was
1: just called Survivor, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't like Survivor too. <laughs> Very good.
0: Very good. I love. How, I like how they're pushing the envelope, innovating. <laughs> the kind of I sponsors like we have.
1: Hold on. I just came up with an idea. Let me write it down real quick.
0: Mm. No ideas. Nothing new. I like the status quo.
1: Well, it's not called three truths. That's for sure. I
0: mean, I, it's a yeah, yes. So good approach. Just assume all of that's a lie.
1: I just like Daffy Duck spit all over my
0: computer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere, that's great.
0: <laughs> Everybody,
1: yeah, rock
0: your body, <laughs> yeah, all around. You gotta, you
1: gotta do the dance move, right? You remember the? Vibe oh yeah, the hell's batting? yeah, god,
0: the yeah. choreography, <laughs> they had everything going on.
1: You, they were legitimately good dancers. <laughs> all of them. Any boy band? All these dudes, like BTS, amazing dancers. Yeah, I,
0: yeah, I'm down. Boy bands are my thing now.
1: Man, I'm going to make your shirt. Boy bands are my thing I now. I would wear
0: it. Not even I would. kidding. Would. Not even kidding. <laughs> Anywhere. I almost just said yeah. to the mall, but no one goes to the mall, especially me.